0: When we come right back, we'll be taking calls with George Ur. We'll also chat with him about prayer again and dive right into your calls on Coast to Coast AM. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Nori. back with George Ur. We're going to take your calls this hour as we talk about all kinds of incredible things. George, back to prayer for a second.
1: Sure. The book that I was mentioning
0: mm-hmm. is
1: uh, Calling Things That Are Not by Charles and Annette caps C A P P S. And and I think the other thing uh that I wanted to mention about prayer, and it's it's really important, is it's it's right next door to an area of psychology called self talk. The voice in your head that says, Oh, you did really good. You did oh you did bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and it and it's constantly that self judging. Um I, I think the analogy I'd use is uh, when I was flying, I would never go any place unless I already had the GPS programmed right down to the runway approach to fly and all, all that stuff. And life is very much like that, between your self-talk, your prayer, meditation. You program yourself to go to certain places. You program your quality. You program your, your heading, your altitude, what you will or will not do under various situations. And, and, and that kind of pre-planning for in-flight emergencies in life, I think, George, is invaluable.
0: George's uh, websites, the couple big ones, urban survival.com, dot linked up at coast to coastam.com. And what do you think of karma, George? Oh
1: boy. Uh, yeah, the gift that never stops giving.
0: That's right. <laughs> what goes around comes around.
1: And and we may come around too. You know, uh I I've been reading some really obscure old literature in uh, gnostic uh history. And and it seems reincarnation is another recurring theme, but uh and I think it was it was Nicaea and and Constantinople, a couple of different conferences, it just got pushed right out of Christianity. Uh but it's in a lot of other religions. And again, it all ties back to the near death experience and the more people that get saved because of you know, miraculous medical cures, these that were at least all of the lives. Uh, we're getting real similar pictures from a huge cross-section. And and so at some point you got to sit back and go, well, okay, so do I want to hang on to the idea that life is a brick wall at the end, lights out, nothing more? Or do I want to behave in such a way that I can leave with all of my mental assets and enjoy them for however long and learn from the experience and keep evolving. And I I, honestly, George, I want to keep evolving because it's fun.
0: It is fun. And you know what? You want to live a life that you can enjoy and have fun with, George. And
1: be proud of at your life review. I mean, you don't want to have a whole lot of those. Well, I shouldn't have done that bad. Woulda, coulda. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can make everything right. Any day you wake
0: up. Let's go to the phones. Steve in Arizona gets us started. Hello, Steven. Go ahead. Are you there? Yeah. I don't think Steve is there. Oh. Let's let's go to Todd in the state of Washington. Todd, welcome to the show. Thank you, George.
2: Now, uh, I would like to ask about an economic confederation. Now, I use Tangy Tangerine from Dr. Joel Wallach. Yep. uh, and I drink Coca-Cola, and I like in and out Burger, and I like G.I. Joe and Star Wars products from Hasbro, and um, I think that Starbucks is a garbage product. I don't use one penny for them, and I'd like to know if we can form an economic confederation to create economic viability and eliminate garbage products in our economy
0: well one way to do that is you don't buy but what do you think george
1: well i'm i'm with you I, th- I think the economic uh confederation is already there uh people are buying what they are programmed to buy uh you you can only you can only lead so many horses to water but you can't make them drink uh, there, there is a huge amount of evidence coming out. Uh, if you followed um, Bredesen's work in Alzheimer's, the end of Alzheimer's, and uh, some survivor tales, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, a COO I used to work for, uh, came down with <clears throat> that slowing and went into the uh, carb r- removal process. And he's, he's actually made huge progress returning to his former ultra-bright self. And it's really encouraging to see that. But the economics of it are already there. Vote with your wallet and tell your friends the same thing.
0: How did you fare with COVID over the last couple of years, George? Uh,
1: well, I took vitamin D, and uh, <laughs> we we haven't been inside a grocery store for almost three years, but uh, and we don't go out, and uh, it's fine. We, we elected after... Uh, looking at our opportunity to take a uh, highly experimental vaccine. And uh, I talked to my PCP and uh, primary care physician and basically said to her, uh, as long as there is a waiver that I have to sign, uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I I do not waive my rights for anything. Those rights were hard fought by too many people and I am not going to sign away any of
0: my rights. Did they want you to sign waivers when you got vaccinated? I think
1: everybody, uh, I, I may be wrong, but I believe everybody who got the shot had to sign a release.
0: Gosh, we, we, I continue hearing strange horror stories
1: yeah, about that. Yeah, and, and, and the, uh, the increase in myocarditis and, and so forth seems to be a real thing. Yep. But the government is not in a big hurry to uh lay all the data on the table. And 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 now I I believe and and this is only going from memory, but I believe now the majority of people who are dying uh are people who've been vaccinated. Yeah. So so Well, really in mean,
0: August 58% of the people who came down with COVID or who died were vaccinated.
1: Yeah, 58%. And, and so, you know, the the they, they were they were doing a calculated risk, I'm sure, but uh, I, I am not comfortable with the amount of tax money that has gone into the program. It, it, it unfortunately remains unclear to me whether it was a bioweapon. I don't think we have had complete transparency on any of that yet. Right, right. And I think it'll just come out over time. But in terms of signing away rights, there's a lot of stuff I don't uh, – uh, at the risk of being crude, uh, I also declined a colonoscopy. Uh, you know, if, if you can tell there's a problem from PSA levels, that's one thing. But it, it just if you want me to sign a, uh, a lot of forms because things do go wrong once, mm-hmm. in, once in a great while, um, no, I'm not interested in letting anybody off the hook if it's my body.
0: And what do you mean you haven't been to a grocery store in three years? What do you What do you do?
1: Oh, we do the drive-by. You get online and and uh, all the local stores.
0: They have them out that way. Oh
1: sure, Brookshire's, Kroger, Walmart. You 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 get online, you order whatever you want. Click 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 click. Pick a time. What time does the bread come out in Delhi? About ten o'clock. And, uh, and everything's ready for you. Yeah, they just bring it out to your car, and you say, you know, uh, the guy locally who I usually get is it's either Michelle or Aaron brings it out, puts it in the trunk, says, Mr. You're good to see you. Have a nice day.
0: I actually liked going to the grocery store during COVID because I saw human beings walking around.
1: Well, yeah, but remember, the COVID is still out there. And until it really gets down in the low probabilities, um, nope, uh, we're, we're just, you know, why take any risk you don't have
0: to? Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Brian in Indianapolis to get us going here. Hey, Brian, go ahead.
3: Hey, hey, George. Good morning. How are you?
0: Good, my friend.
3: Good. Happy. Hope you had a good Christmas.
0: I did. Kids hey, loved hey, it. Hey,
3: George. George, you're. Uh, I'm a I'm a hardworking uh, Teamster member, right? I've yes, sir. Hard. I'm, I'll, I'll be 61 years old in February. I've got a 401k and a other retirement account through my company. Now, I asked this question last week to one of George's guests, but I asked it the wrong way, and I want to ask it to you, and you might be able to help us out, and, and I got another question, talk. but anyway, let me get back to this first question. By 401K, a lot of people have them, and we know they're tied to the stock market, but I want to know, if you can answer this, what kind of threat is that 401K under from the federal government? Okay. Now, I've worked hard to save my money in about 6 years when I retire. I don't want to show up and not have any money. You know what I mean? So I want to know what kind of threat, if there is a threat to that uh, 401k. And that that's just not mine, it's everybody's.
0: George, I don't that's think there's a, I don't think there's a governmental threat to his 401k. There could you know, be a financial threat.
3: Yeah, there there's definitely a financial
1: uh threat depending on you know what your fund is invested in. But there's also, um, remember, the government has a way of changing its story over time. Uh, it becomes really a judgment call as to how fast the government will figure out that too many people are doing too well with 401ks. Not saying they would, but remember, the Social Security Trust Fund was going to be inviolable, uh, we'll never touch it. We're Boy Scouts. We're just all there for you. And then all of a sudden, in what, the 1970s, 60s, it went into the general fund, and there is no trust fund, and it's all funded on an as-you-go basis. So the government does change its story over time. So what I would do is I would talk to a financial advisor uh, figure out what your distributions have to be, when they have to be, uh, and and then figure out what you want to do with your money. If you're 61 and, and been a Teamster for a long time, uh, you're probably pretty well set. Got a place to live, decent car, little savings besides the 401. Uh, there's nothing wrong with having a little money in the bank. Even a lot of money in the bank, very comforting, takes away all the stress from aging. And so, and so if you want to buy a toy, you buy a toy. But but that's what I would do. I would I would find a good – I'm not a financial advisor. I don't offer financial advice. I do talk theory. In theory, I don't trust the government.
0: <laughs> Let's go back to Brian's second question. Go ahead, Brian.
3: Hey, George. Hey, and I won't take up any more of your time, but hey. I don't trust the government either, and I didn't sign my rights away on this COVID shot either.
1: Amen, brother. You
3: mentioned, you mentioned about uh, Russia owning 50% of the market on nuclear fuel rise. I want you to explain to the Coast listeners about the investigation called Uranium-1. And I want you to explain to them what happened, why it happened, and who was involved in that, and why Russia now has 50% of the market. And, George, yeah. you got a good show, man. I appreciate it, y'all. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, uh,
0: really, I
1: could become partisan too easily uh, because I I think that everything in Uranium-1, uh, uh, John Huber did the wrap-up investigation, looked into it, and, and he's a very good attorney, solid dude. Uh, but there, there was no uh, wrongdoing found. If you read the short summary of the case, uh, Uranium-1, at wikipedia and go into the uh the controversy paragraph you'll find it but essentially um while there was no direct wrongdoing by uh Hillary Clinton or the Obama administration or uh anyone else nameable <clears throat> there was what i would call strategic ignorance it it's like when the electronics industry was shipped to asia Again, strategic ignorance, Bill Clinton sending supercomputers to China, mm-hmm. strategic stupidity. And, and that's, that's what happened in, in Uranium One. And, and, and people are angry about it. People do not like to have a commanding lead as being a world power frittered away by petty politicians who are usually acting not in the best interest of the people. Now, if there are other facts that should be on the table, then somebody ought to come forward and level with the American people. It's like on UFOs. It's like on vaccine testing. Where is the transparency? We don't hear that word much anymore, do we?
0: No, we don't. Cheryl's in Washburn, Missouri. Welcome to the program. Hi, Cheryl. Hey, George. And hi,
3: George. As hey I there. New
0: topic. George and George. George, George. <laughs>
3: no, y'all sweet. Okay. I think our DNA, it resonates with the ethical advancements of our ancestors as both social identity as well as specific genetic family basis. And um, it's it's very important that we remember such. How do we translate and carry forward the core decency concept in regards to, like, time and generations, given these immense changes? I know that there's been a lot of, you know, technological and... Social advancements and changes. I mean, it's been like like 200 years since it's been like just just freaking amplified.
0: How do we remember our elders, George?
3: Well, that is a tough
1: one. Um, It's it's easy for me because uh, one of them is uh, in an urn right here on the property with us, (laughs) and and every time I am out in the yard, I remember. but in terms of beyond that, beyond other generations before, genealogy and passing some interest in that down to your children. Uh, in, in the old school, uh, I still have ours around here someplace, a family Bible where you make uh, notes of who did what important days, when who got married, when who died, uh, accomplishments, things like that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh, fascinating. George, how did you start thinking the way you think, which is pretty elaborate? Um,
1: Sure. Uh, As a news guy, um, I started organizing my brain so that I could look at things in a reasonably systematic way. And so I began reading news stories and categorizing them so I could test fit pieces later on and I came up with seven major categories of life. There's food and water, shelter, communications, energy, transportation, environment, and finance. And, and when you start looking at the world with those seven major systems, you'll find that there are intersections where different things just logically plug in. So the intersection between Housing and transportation is a continuum, but one example of the intersection would be a parking garage or the garage at your house. That's where you house your transportation, mm-hmm. and, and so eventually the the whole thing begins to fall into place. Uh, a book I wrote, oh gosh, several years ago, uh, is called "The Millennials Missing Manual," and in that book I go through the the the, uh, the two things that have really been beneficial to my kids, I think. One is systematic thinking. The other is learning to spot process, because process is the rule book by which life operates. You can do so much, whether it's in a court, uh, in a corporation, uh, in any kind of business, just by documenting and having process. The whole ISO 9000 drive, documentation of manufacturing, Documentation of change orders. The same thing is true in courts. Document, 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 and and so that's that's really some some key stuff for young people to focus on.
0: Absolutely, George. We have got about a minute left. Where people can get your books? Where are they available?
1: Oh, Amazon dot com, and uh, uh, anybody can read for free at least as long as I'm still typing it. urbansurvival.com dot com, and the uh, forty bucks a year. Uh, more focused on finance and stock charts and how we're probably going to keep falling in January. That's com.
0: And the 100-Year Toaster comes out in a few months?
1: I uh, hope to get it out uh, February.
0: Remember how Maytag used to push the fact that their washing machines would last forever?
1: <laughs> what uh, writing does that, too, George, as you know?
0: All right, we're going to come back and take final calls with George Yurer in just a moment here on Coast to Coast AM. And again, his website's urbansurvival.com, peoplenomics.com, all linked up at coasttocoastam.com. Next hour, Craig Weiler joins us to talk about the scientific basis for parapsychology. Should be fascinating. Looking forward to that. And welcome back, George Yurer with us. George Norrie here with you as well. George, do you use your dreams much to complete projects? Not
1: so much. Uh, the dreams, I, I really, I wake up with ideas. Uh, like frequently, I'll, I'll have a dream and I'll be over in dream realms. Um, and, and I'll wake up with something I, I just feel compelled to write about. The subconscious takes all of your Uh, day residue from previous days and while you're sleeping tends to try to test fit it and make little stories and sometimes those stories have some really profound uh, value points to them and so you can wake up with new approaches and, and and there's a lot to the the old saying sleep on it overnight
0: let's go to the phones let's go to don in alberta canada welcome to the program hey donald
2: hi george and george hey there um, so I've got a couple comments and then, uh, like two questions. Sure. So, um, Jobin, um, I think it was, uh, Joe, Joe Biden. He said back in February that, uh, there would be no Nord stream if, uh, Russia went into it's on YouTube. If Russia went into the Ukraine. Um, so he clearly stated what his intentions were, um, vaccination shots. I'm. More worried to be about being around people that have been vaccinated because they off gas usually for about two weeks, and then just a lot of people I work with they get side effects from that. Um, this is related to uh, time travel. Mm-hmm. Way back in nineteen late eighties, I was watching the Petty show in uh, Canada. She was from Toronto, and she was interviewing two people that were of twenty three that were abducted in Newfoundland, and they laid them out on sheets out in the park that they were at. Anyway, the one lady wrote a book. I, I lost the title of, and the name of the book, but the other guy, he had implanted in him a chip on how to make a UFO. He made a four, t- weighed about four tons, if my memory serves correct. And, uh, with 150 people there watching, it took off and went into space and was never seen again. But he was building a second version. I was actually trying to find his name and his information, but he's getting old now, so I think he's going to run out of time. But getting back to the time travel thing, but, um, my question is, Is have you ever looked into white powder gold? Because when you heat it up, it actually disappears. And the next question would be Sasquatch. If you can leave this dimension and go into another dimension, technically you'd be time traveling because you could come back out at a different time, back into this dimension, wouldn't we not?
1: The the answer to your questions: First, monatomic gold. I've heard the reports. I have read the accounts. I have not taken any gold and tried to turn it into monatomic gold to make it disappear. <clears throat> I do that with cash. No, <laughs> and and on Sasquatch, you're absolutely right. Uh, I think that the idea of dimensional portals is one of the things that makes um the skinwalker ranch series on amazon so darned interesting to watch i've got some ham radio friends including a a friend out in hawaii uh who are building up 1.6 gigahertz uh sdr radios with the whole idea of being able to listen and perhaps be able to spot that same interference in other places besides around Skinwalker Ranch, that they showed uh, popping up on a uh, spectrum analyzer.
0: Lots going on these days. Next up, Audie is with us in Michigan. There, welcome to the program. Hi, Audie.
2: Hey, good, good morning, Georges. Hey, uh, my question about crypto is, how do you get it? I mean, I hear you say it takes a lot to mine it. How do you mine it? I mean, I mean, it's not you don't go out and dig it out of the ground. Nope. Is involved in it.
1: Yeah, uh, there are whole books that have been written on how to mine crypto. Essentially, you you get uh, credit for work which is done, and some of that work can involve like keeping the uh, the ledger up and available. Other work can be like you know solve a math problem or whatever, and these, these are non-trivial. I mean, these take real computing horsepower. Uh, these are complex problems. The problem with it is that the, the end work product is not something of value that can be used for anything other than just claiming a Bitcoin or, or a crypto. And so, and so there's no, you know, like plastic, you can make into a million different things, or food, you can make all kinds of different nutritious things, but a, a secret number. And and so ever since ever since you know the the notion came along that people would pay huge amounts for secret numbers I I just sat back and said right
0: Did you hear that story George about one of the original investors in Bitcoin he was worth about a billion dollars and he couldn't get his money because he forgot his password
1: Life happens George yep. it is it is poetic justice however
0: it's strange times. But God, it's dangerous, isn't it? As an investment.
1: Well. Hey, we could don't forget we gotta talk about the aging stuff too.
0: Yep. Well, with time permitting, right at the end. Next oh, up okay. we go to Will in New York. Welcome to the show. Hey, Will.
3: Hi. Um hello gentlemen. Um interesting hearing the conversation tonight. Thank you. I wanted to ask um your guest who is um, who he recommends medically to give advice. On the covid stuff, that's one question, but then um you know my other thought is um to ask a follow up to you
4: George um, okay I'll reason-
0: let's put you on hold for that' we'll, let's get him to answer that first question. Uh, I've interviewed a number of people. the sources are all over the place george
4: yeah that's
1: that's the problem I have i and and I cannot make a specific recommendation uh all I can do is say talk to your primary care physician and Read all you can on the anecdotal report and on the alternative medicine sites because because this is this is non-trivial stuff. take take your time, do your research.
0: Google will Dr. Andrew Huff HUFF he's an epidemiologist and the, what other question did you have will?
3: My other quick question is well, he says he's a news guy and as a news guy, I would think he'd be careful about saying whether he had to sign a waiver or not. He's not sure he remembers, but you don't have to sign a waiver to take the vaccines. And what you're saying is disinformation. You're confusing people unnecessarily. I really feel if you look at the numbers and you're clear about it, you'll remember that you didn't you were not asked to sign a waiver. That's not what, what happened.
0: All right. Let's find out, George. What were you asked to do?
3: Uh, I I
1: simply investigated. I called my doctor's office, and said, "How do I do it?" Well, you have to sign the forms, and I don't. I said, "What's on the forms?" And they basically said, "Well, there's a waiver, because it's a uh, it's not a vaccine that has been through trials, and you have to acknowledge that." And I said, "No, because that infringes my rights."
0: Was this in the beginning of the vaccines? Yeah, I I think in the beginning they they did that. I'm not sure they're doing it now, but I'm pretty sure they did it in the beginning.
1: That's what I understand, George.
0: There you go, Will. Thank you. And uh, next up, Gary in Costa Mesa, Mesa, California, west of the Rockies. Gary, welcome to the show. Happy day after Christmas holiday, George. You too, Gary. I hope you had a good one
2: yes uh, it was very good. It received some nice things and gave
1: some nice things and hopefully those people will do well from it um George yuri, I wanted to ask you if you're the George Yuri who was with um uh, cruising equipment company in Seattle in nineteen eighty nine along with Rick yes i am you are i are that? i'm uh, i'm uh, I'm the guy behind the uh battery use gauge and, and uh, Rick and the guys out there uh, we did a lot of fun instrumentation stuff um, in, including the uh, hybrid electric challenge for Argonne Labs and so forth. It was a great company and uh, eventually became part of hard Interface and hard uh, of course became part of the big roll up I think it's Schneider now.
0: 33 years ago. Good memory Gary. Well that's That's right. Well, I learned a lot
1: from both you and Rick, and I've still carried on doing some of that uh, now. And uh, so I appreciate
0: your uh, learning on that. Very welcome. There you go. How about small world there, George?
1: It is, but we were doing some really advanced battery and solar stuff back then. And, you know, it's nice to uh, be out toward the bleeding edge now and then.
0: David in Florida, first time caller. Hi, David. Go ahead, sir.
4: Yes, sir. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, sir. Sure can.
4: Good. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, George N., I wanted to say that uh, a a statement. First of all, I've taken and received all four vaccinations. And uh, I got my first of four vaccinations very late because I still do not have internet access because I can't afford it all or the electronic. Appliances to download, so forth and so on. Right. But when I got my first of four vaccinations, two boosters, of course, um, I remember signing lots of paperwork, but they all seemed to me to be uh, making sure that my pharmacy would be paid directly from my insurance company or the HMO Advantage plan Uh like your guest, George, was talking about. And uh, I didn't see anything about me signing away rights. Now, the reason I called is because tonight, at least twice, possibly three times, the word prayer or the topic prayer came up. Sure. So, you, Mr. Nori, and you, George Guest, who do you fellas pray to? And, George N., I really do miss that fifth night of the week before you got your new contract when you were always on five nights a week now you're on four with a surprise me on a friday or a sunday well
0: no actually let me explain that david i i have 38 weeks of accrued vacation i don't take any vacation time (laughs) so i'll take it i'll take a couple fridays off a month so you'll get me on a couple fridays a month
4: because
0: uh, you've hey, well, got the
4: greatest opening. You talk about current events. I don't really care about telling the extraterrestrials to eat the Canadians first.
0: That's our buddy Ian, and uh, I'm on again this Friday too, by the way. but uh, Yeah, can you believe that, George? 20 years, never taken a week vacation.
1: That is an amazing story. You, you're going to get a whole year of, full pay at the time of retirement.
0: Uh, it's incredible times, but uh, really? it sounds like he got his COVID shot during the early days, too. Yeah,
1: yeah. And and there was a lot more paperwork, no doubt.
0: Yep, absolutely. Well, we've got time for a couple more calls, so let's do it. Let's go to Gordon in Florida. Hey, Gordy, go ahead.
5: Hey, thanks for taking my call, George Norrie, George, er, and I think he said his name was Vincent. Your call screener is paying attention and doing a good job. Jeremiah. Yeah. You have a yes or no, and a yes or no question, does, does uh, your guest agree or disagree? And I'm a, a Republican, a conservative Republican, but I'm a Christian first. And the Democrats are going to have the Congress for today. They're going to have actually one meeting today in the House and the Senate. And it's in the Democratic Party platform that returns student loan bankruptcy. Now, the Republicans should support because of the bankruptcy uniformity clause in the Constitution. But my yes or no question to George er is this. If the bankruptcy uh, for student loans, for college student loans, is not returned, yes or no, will the Department of Ed continue to lend and lend and lend, doing major harm to our economy? And before before he answers it, I want him to know that up to this point, students have repaid taxpayers far more than bards. One, one girl I know paid three or four times back. People are committing suicides. But the thing's been on pause. And it's a yes or no question. If the student loans are not allowed to have bankruptcy... To to make the Department of Education reluctant to lend trillions, will there or will there not be huge hemorrhaging, bleed-out, maybe even crashing the dollar because the Department of Ed says, oh, he can't file bankruptcy, hurting students, hurting taxpayers, and, of course, no one can afford to be a doctor. If you have a heart attack, who are you going to go to? It hurts students and taxpayers and patients. And so it's a yes or no question. If the bankruptcy is not returned to students, will there be huge hurt to everyone? Yes or no?
0: What do you think, Georgie?
5: I I think
0: that
1: bankruptcy should always be available if you have a debt you cannot pay, especially if the debt was entered into with uh, colored um, promises. And what I mean by that is the um, the schools. And remember, I I ran schools. Um, if schools overrepresent what your benefit will be from the education. Uh, I think that there should be a bankruptcy course available.
0: Final caller wanted to know, the the previous caller wanted to know who we pray to when we pray. I'll let you answer that first, Mr. Ear.
1: A higher power than us little people.
0: Exactly. Whatever it is. It could be called God, divine intelligence, but there's a higher power out there. There's
1: something bigger than... Individual little pit squeaks like George and George.
0: There's something out there.
1: Yeah, and, and you better be polite.
0: <laughs> you okay, mention your websites and your books again, sir, in the final minute we have here?
1: You bet, urbansurvival.com and peoplenomics.com. The books are on Amazon. There's, there's a number of them. Uh, I just did one a couple of months back about uh, setting up solar power for uh, hard economic times and, and, and some other interesting rights over
0: there. On a 1 to 10, with the 10 being the best you could do, what's 2023 going to be like?
1: Uh, I would give 2023, depending on how the first quarter goes in Eastern Europe, uh, it's either going to be a 3 or a 6.
0: I'd rather take the 6 than the 3, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, but we still got the same problems in the nation's capital. Um, we we have not figured out what unity really means as a nation lately. All
0: right, George, thank you, and you take care of yourself.
1: Will do, George, thank you.
0: George, you're up next. We're going to talk about the scientific basis of parapsychology. I'm looking forward to this, so get ready. And then, of course, in our final hour of the program, we will open up the lines and take your calls once again.